You're listening to FMGRadio.com. Welcome to the Penelope Cox Show, the educator connector who's improving lives by connecting you to the premier educators teaching digital marketing today. And now, here's your host, Penelope Cox. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for stopping by today. I'm Penelope. I'm your host. Today we're talking about business coaching and the benefits that this is going to bring to you, to your business in terms of both profits and efficiencies. I'm honored today to introduce our guest, Jonathan Goldhill. Jonathan, he's a master coach and he's a business strategist, sales and marketing expert, and owner of his company called The Goldhill Group. He's also author of his new book, and the title of his new book is called Sales Accelerator, Strikingly Simple and Effective Strategies for Today's Marketing. Jonathan, he's been a business coach and consultant guiding business owners as well as executives and sales professionals for well over 20 years, and he helps improve profits and build better teams so that you, the owner, can get more, more time back into your life. His track record has been a very impressive track record, and over the past 20 years, he's helped grow more than 1,000 businesses including three of his own businesses, which he's grown into multi-million dollar companies. His typical clients hire him, like I had mentioned earlier, to increase their profits or to build a better team so that you, again, the owner, can enjoy more freedom. His specialties include sales and marketing, coaching, and financial management, leadership, team building, as well as strategic business coaching. And he brings a a wealth of real-world experience. He's worked with people like Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, as well as Larry Wilson, co-author of The One-Minute Salesperson. Jonathan has grown his own business using strategies that we're going to be talking about today. Jonathan Goldhill, it's an absolute honor to have you on the show today. Welcome. Penelope, thank you very much. You and I had... Have have spoken a little bit about this, and the the one thing I really want to focus on is strategic business coaching and and the benefits that a person gains when they do hire someone like yourself or hire your company to be their st- strategic business coach. This is what I'd really kind of like to focus on today. But for our audience's sake, the name of your company is the Gold Hill Group, and I would just you provide so many services, and I would just like for the audience to really better understand the services that you do provide. If you can top line for us the services you offer and, and the type of clients that you work with. Right. Okay. Sure. Be happy to do that. So, um, so we're you know we're a company of business coaches, and um, you could argue that we're business consultants. It, Sometimes we wear one hat and switch off to the other. But uh, the, the difference between a business consultant and a business coach is that a business consultant typically does things for you, and a business coach teaches you to do things for yourself. So, so we like to think of ourselves as coaches, where we provide a customized business education that helps um, an owner or a manager or salespeople install these changes into their business on a long-term basis so that they don't need us to be doing it for them because there's there's no real reason uh, to do that. And and the primary service that we offer is providing one-on-one and sometimes small group coaching. Um, small groups are really practical when we're dealing with peers. 
They could be business owners from different industries or business owners from the same industry or managers from the same company or salespeople from the same company. It makes sense to coach them as a group because there's a lot of learning that can be done and shared um, across the entire group. It's, it's also more affordable. It's more um, effective for masterminding. So that's, that's really important. But our, our primary service, Penelope, is the individual one-on-one coaching, which could be face-to-face. Uh, many of our clients we deal with over the telephone and over the web, and we've never met them in person. And uh, so those are our, our primary service offerings. And then we do special projects for companies as well. And that could be team building or cultural change coaching um, or you know, running workshops or training programs uh, through their company. So, so that's what we do. Excellent. Now, what what about the type of client that you work with? Um, I know that you you and your company you have worked with over a thousand different businesses that falls into hundreds of different industries. Is there a certain type of client that you do work with? Yeah, as business coaching and consulting starts to mature as an industry, people are specializing more and more. And so specializing usually means picking a niche. And we have actually a niche that we have specialized in, and and that's with construction industry businesses, but more specifically landscape industry companies. And uh, that's been a nice niche for us. But we are also in the process of diversifying to other niches because I have worked in so many different industries. When you've been consulting, coaching, training companies for as long as I have, and I count about 25 years of doing this, you have really seen a lot of businesses come through your doors. And so our service services have been offered primarily to small businesses. And by small, I mean, we have some programs right now for the startup and micro business, which is less than three or five people. Our typical client has got somewhere between five and 150 people, and that's considered a small business. And we have done work with some medium-sized companies that go anywhere from, say, $25 million to $200 million in revenues. But the bulk of our clients are small businesses, and small business, as defined by the Small Business Administration, is about $30 million or less in revenues, believe it or not. You know, Penelope, it's interesting because I think the statistics are that less than 4% of all companies in America are larger than a million. So when most people talk about small business, they're usually talking about someone that's doing from $100,000 on up to about a million dollars. And so we find a ton of companies in that in that space, and we do real well with them. And we're a little expensive when you're uh, less than a few hundred thousand, unless you're going to do one of our online e-learning programs, which are really affordable programs. So that should give you pretty good background about who we work with and what we offer. And That's why you've got the tagline on your website I, that it says, Coaching for Growing Companies. Right. Is that what you mean when you're referencing the small business? Yeah, and we, we like the... Uh, we like the double entendre meeting behind the coaching for growing companies because it's coaching for companies that are growing and that want to be growing. And it's, 
it's coaching tools and resources that grow companies. So it, it kind of has a double meaning, and that's why we like that tagline. The tools that we provide are tools to help companies to either grow because they're stuck and they've plateaued at a certain level, because it's uh, very common for us to work with someone who's been in business 10 or more years and has hit a level, let's say a million dollars as a ballpark, because our average client does about a million two or something a year. They've, they've gotten stuck. And our job is to get them unstuck, get them moving and growing again, getting them to put better processes and practices into place so that they'll be more uh, effective. And that's where the strategic business coaching comes in. Let's talk a little bit about when a person hires you as a strategic business coach. What can they expect to get? What kind of results can they expect to see when they hire a strategic business coach? So, you know, results vary according to uh, the individual and the company and the goals that they have. Some come to us that are and are clearly looking for an increase in number of leads that they get, an, an increase in the conversion on their sales, bottom line, you know, bigger profits. And so that uh, result or, or return on investment, if you will, is uh, a little bit more clear and easy to calculate. But when someone comes to us because they need help focusing on their longer-term strategy or they want to improve the performance of their team or they're looking to improve the culture of their organization or you know or they want the managers to think like the owners themselves and and share the same uh, worries and you know think proactively like a leader you know those results are a little bit more difficult to measure because they're not as tangible they're not as visible I mean it's a lot easier to measure you know, sales progress and bottom line dollars than it is to measure like the change of the culture of an organization. But those are the results that people come to us for is they come to us because they want maybe to focus on their longer term strategy. Many managers uh, are comfortable with their operational abilities, but don't have good strategic thinking skills. Many business owners lack that strategic thinking skill. It came into play when they first started the business, but then they got busy in the trenches of the day-to-day, and they lose sight of, why are they doing this? What's the goal? What's the end game? I mean, are they looking to sell? Uh, Are they looking to transition to the next generation? That's why they look to business coaches. And you know, if you like, I could I could keep going on and talking about why they invest in business coaches and you know more of what they're looking for. But I'll I'll pause. Keep talking because I think oh. this is a, a invaluable service that is provided to business owners. So how does this whole process work? Where do you start when someone as a new client comes in? That's a great question. So so let me back up and and try and answer that question second. So. First, a few thoughts on why someone would want to invest in a business coach. And my first thought, Penelope, is that we can always benefit from elevating our performance and that even great athletes improve with coaching. So let's take some examples, like the golfer, Tiger Woods. I mean, not only did he have a swing coach, 
but he also probably had a publicist coach. And uh, let's let's take a more recent example: um, the cyclist Lance Armstrong, who is in the news a lot uh, these days, and uh, certainly had coaches. Um, Chris Carmichael was uh, his famous bicycle coach, but I'm sure he's got publicity coaches and lawyers that are coaching him on on an, the announcement that he's will have made by the time the listeners are listening to this. Take a president who have uh, to give speeches or are looking at how their public perception is or, you know, they work with coaches and, and um, my big sport of choice, basketball, um, especially those uh, terrific guys who shoot poorly from the free throw line. I mean, they have shooting coaches. So the question is, is if these things are working for these star athletes and celebrity people, why shouldn't a business owner treat themselves the same way? Why shouldn't they benefit from someone who can bring some objective perspective on how someone is performing and uh, help them to see and deal with the true situation uh, of their current results? So I think that people invest in business coaching so that they have someone around who can help them ask tougher and better questions, who can bring some clear perspective, a, you know, a, a third-person perspective, and who can push them out of their uh, comfort zone because everyone, uh, over time, can get stuck in, uh, in a complacent place where they just don't really push themselves enough and aren't holding themselves accountable uh, to where they want to be. So, so to answer your question about where do we start when we are starting an assignment. The first thing really is a situation assessment. Now, as coaches, we're not as formal as consultants in doing our analysis, but we need to take stock of what their current situation is. And that is, what's their goal? What's their vision? How would they like things to look? I mean, if we were looking back a year or three years from now and looking at the work that we've done, what, what would we say has been accomplished? What, you know, what are we trying to create as far as an outcome or a result? So that's the first place we start. And then we look and say, so where are we today? What's the current situation? What's the reality of their, of their business or their personal life? And we really try and get clear on that gap. And then the coaching drives towards trying to close the gap between where they are today and where they would like to be. So it's hard to say exactly what path the coaching will take because we don't know what that gap is. It depends. It's going to be different with each person, with each company. Does that make sense? It does. So the time frame can vary based upon that person's needs. Or do you have kind of a normal kind of time frame that you may work with people? Time frame being that period of time that you actually work with the client. Yes. Um, understood, and and I think it really does vary. I've had some clients that I've worked with uh, for five or more years. Some clients come for three to six months. I mean, my typical client is staying on average two and a half years. You know, take a smaller or startup business that doesn't have the funds to stick around and, and spend a lot of money for a long time. They might only be there for three to six months getting what they need. And, and that's 
partly why we put together these low-cost e-learning offerings, because for the cost of what we might charge on a one-on-one basis for a month, they could get an entire year of coaching. And uh, we think it's just an incredible way that people will be absorb will be taking um, information in, is by getting getting stuff from online. I mean, you know, you, you see how much content is out there, and people are searching for it. But imagine if it's all focused around a particular need that you have, and ours are around marketing and internet marketing, teaching people the fundamentals of both. You have both the Internet Marketing Academy. And then the what you then the e-learning marketing academy, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So they're they're very similar. The difference is is that the e, the e-learning classes of the two are different. The e-learning classes are basically a weekly video. It basically, is, it's a class that's on the on the web, just as a, basically a word document. But, and those classes are different. In, in one, it's teaching people about how to get found on the Internet and how to work the Internet. And the other one is teaching them about how to, how to build a million-dollar business and what's involved in, as far as marketing and the alternatives that are available to you. And then some things around time management and office management, and stuff that will help you to be more pr- productive. Because a big piece of coaching is to increase a business owner's ability to leverage their time, their talent, and, and their people. For us, marketing is just is just selling with leverage built in. It's, it's selling to multiple people at one time. And then while we're talking about your academies, what areas do you cover with your Internet Marketing Academy? So the Internet Marketing Academy really teaches people not so much the how uh, how to like how to set up a blog or how to set up a landing page so it's not the how to's and it doesn't teach any of the technical stuff it's really just teaching people the theory and the thinking behind using the internet as a lead generation tool so it explains and this is a the, the challenge here is that the business is changing so fast but we teach people how uh, to build a website and how to plan for building a website that might be able to generate revenue. And, uh, the, and then we have uh, a series of videos on how to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic. Uh, we teach them how to get their website indexed fast so that it shows up high when a search is done on, on Google. We, we teach them about email marketing and about social media marketing and, and blogging. And, I mean, those are, those are just some of the things that we cover. But, it, you know, so many people, for so many people who are not that sophisticated with the online marketing, they need to understand what does all this stuff mean with search engine optimization and search engine marketing and Facebook and LinkedIn and, you know, and, you know, a new social media tool is popping up like, you know, every few months these days. So, so it's it's hard for us on that site to keep up with everything, but for the person who really wants to get a a good overview, this is a great program. When you work with a company, who do you work with within that company? 
My client is always the CEO of a company, and they might hire me to work with their management team or with their salespeople, but I'm usually doing it under the the, the direction or the the counsel uh, or, or the involvement of the owner of the business. Most of my clients, Penelope, are business owners. So when a person considers hiring someone like yourself, hiring a strategic business coach, what should they be considering? What should they be looking at before they hire someone? Well, I think that's a really good question. They should be looking at what type of a coach uh, do they do they think they're engaging, or you know, do they want to be engaging? And uh, so, it, there was a nice article that Inc. Magazine did a few years back about the different types of, of business coaches. They described four different types, and they called one the best friend. Um, they called the other the guru. The third, I believe, was the number cruncher, and the fourth was the drill instructor. And I think sometimes you get a combination of uh, all four. And uh, you know, sometimes I find that I'm more one than the other with my client. And I think the reason why I'm able to keep my clients so long is because I think I can move between those four different roles pretty smoothly and figure out which role is going to work best for that client. But they had some nice reasons to hire the best friend, reasons to hire the guru um, in each one. Uh, I, I could certainly go over what those are, but I think that the reason why you hire a coach is because you're really looking to get to the next level in your business or you're looking to get to the next level in your professional development. And coaches can help you grow yourself on the job in your company. Uh, they can help you create uh, a learning plan that can significantly increase the rate of your personal development and help you to define the new behaviors, the new uh, strategies and the new new processes that you're going to use to continue to drive growth in 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 your business and in yourself. Yes, it does. And and okay. I was going to be asking at what point in a person's development or a company's development does a person then consider hiring a, a business coach? And I think they just instinctively know. Uh, I think it. Do I dare say, is it just prior or at that point of almost frustration where you need this individual, this third party, this outside influencer to get you over this hurdle? You know, basically my, my question was, and you kind of answered it, at what point does a person hire a business coach? And, and so usually I think they hire them when they're at that point of frustration and they want things to be different. Mm -hmm. But I, I have worked with all different kinds. I've worked with people that are just getting started, and they want to make sure they're going to do it right, and they want guidance. And that type of a person is looking more for a mentor than a coach, perhaps, um, because they want the mentor to give them the real-world life experience to guide them. And then 
I get plenty of people who call me when it's too late. And, you know, I used to hear early on in my coaching career, it's like, I wish I had met you three years ago, you know, when I could have afforded you more and I had money and things were going well. Now that things aren't going so well, it's hard for me to, uh, to afford it. The reality is, is that anyone can benefit at any time um, from a coach. The benefits are going to be dependent upon, I guess, their coaching, per, the relationship, who you choose, and what the clarity of your of your needs are mm-hmm. at that time. Correct. I think it's the individual becoming clear on what their needs are. I read on your site that most people hire your company for one of two reasons. That's to either increase their profits or to build a better team. Give us a couple of case studies, or can you give us a couple of case studies where people have actually implemented specific strategies that have actually resulted in increased profits or better teams being sure. built. So let me take a landscape company that I've been working with for a couple of years right now. And uh, it's just an example. I, I could easily choose the uh, another contractor that was in the heating ventilation business. They, I both worked with both of the, started with both of these clients at around the same time and had similar results where in the first year of working together, we doubled their business and their profits also significantly were increased. And I, you know, different numbers. I mean, one guy was was doing forty thousand dollars a month, and within twelve months was doing consistently around eighty to ninety thousand dollars a month, and that was gross revenues. And uh, profits, I, I don't recall exactly, but I remember the the other contractor basically made nothing in the year that he came to us. He was doing a mere $330,000. And in the following year, uh, and he had lost about $10,000. And in the following year, we helped him create an $80,000 profit on about $720,000 in income. And so the strategies that we helped them with was, you know, pretty fundamental to what we do with any one of our clients, Penelope, one is we start with, what's your business plan? What's the goals? What's the vision that you have? What are you trying to drive towards? Let's get clear. Let's write it down. Let's set some of these things up as goals. And then let's track our activity every month against these goals. And let's break the goals down into how many leads do you want to generate? And let's even define where do you want to generate those leads from? What are the different sources uh, marketing uh, vehicles or channels that you're going to use to generate those leads. And then we keep trying to perfect um, our marketing message and the quality of marketing materials and our sales, uh, um, our sales process, our sales uh, skills, if you will, and looking at the different things that we're doing to try and drive towards getting those leads and measuring towards those results. And every week, my clients literally like weigh in it's like, you know, like Weight Watchers. They'll weigh in and share with me how many leads they generated, how many leads they closed, uh, what their sales were month to date, what their profits were month to date. And that really helps for me to take their vital signs on a regular basis. Those are both really nice, successful case studies 
both small businesses looking to do the same thing, which was to grow and to grow basically to build a business that could get to a place where it wouldn't require their daily involvement to run the business. So, so take, let me give you a second case study. And this one's a, a, a work in progress right now is, uh, an IT firm that supports, uh, computer hardware and networks within other companies. And there's a team of, uh, six managers that manage this company and and a single business owner. And we're working together to to do things that are going to improve the communication within the company, between the departments in the company. We're doing things to try and improve and reduce the bottlenecks that uh, might exist in communication uh, between the, the managers. We're also trying to do things that are going to help transfer responsibilities from the owner uh, to the, the, the key managers. What we're focusing on is personal development of those key individuals on the management teams, helping them to manage open issues, helping them to be prepared when it comes to meetings, helping them to be better time managers. So these are you know, some generic skills that we teach uh, to clients across all industries. And, uh, you know, some of them are personal development, some of them are professional development, some of them are basic life skills around communication that will make them more effective. And then it's those same skills that we're teaching these other business owners that I just described, which is, so what's the business plan for your particular department? Uh, what, what metrics do you need to be held accountable to? And um, how often do you meet with your supervisor or your boss or the owner? to see how you're doing against those, those key performance indicators. And then, uh, you know, keep improving and, and de- better defining their roles and their, uh, the results that they're getting. And that's how you build a better team. And so if everyone on the team starts thinking and acting more like an owner, then the owner's job gets easier and easier, theoretically. Um, or, you know, they build a bigger business and everyone's sharing in that in the wealth that's created from that bigger business so much of it just seems to be accountability i mean yes is that a big part of this picture i heard that word mentioned a few times i've always used coaches in my in my life and and i'm a strong believer in the process accountability and knowing that you've got a goal that needs to be should be accomplished yes i like to quote um one of my mentors and coaches, um, because he, he, he thinks that basically small business owners um, are living in a, uh, a culture where they have too much ADD. And he says ADD is accountability deficit disorder. And, you know, we always jokingly say that entrepreneurs are, are ADD. Who else would start companies? You know, people who are, you know, intensely focused, sometimes distracted, able to see things differently. But because of those same skills that get them to start companies, those are the same skills that have the companies unravel because they can't or won't be accountable to, a, uh, to, being, to measuring against a set of results. They don't want the structure. They, don't, they feel like that's, that's limiting. And the reality is, is that uh, 
that accountability and structure is probably what what drives uh, better results and success. So accountability is a huge reason why people hire coaches. Coaches are there primarily, I think, to focus people, troubleshoot, and hold them accountable. Those are the three things I tell my clients that they're going to get from our coaching sessions together. Excellent. Jonathan, we're going to take a short break. Great. When I come back, you, you did a blog, and you talked about the secrets of maximizing productivity. And if I'm correct on this, I believe you commented that profitability relies on two factors. One is the ability to maximize productivity, and the other, minimize costs. And when we come back from our break, I just want to talk about this a little bit. Basically, um, how can you get people to do this? How can we get people to maximize productivity and minimize costs? We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Okay. You're listening to the FMG Radio Network, where our motto is, have fun, make money, do good. We provide platforms to individuals who have a cause, message, or information that they would like to share with the world. If you'd like to join the FMG family and have your own radio show, please call us at 1-800-470-4982. That's 1-800-470-4982. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jonathan Goldhill. Just before the break, I was asking you about your secrets to maximizing productivity, maximizing productivity, minimizing uh, minimizing costs. How can you get people to do this? I think that the blog post that you're talking about is the one that we posted uh, just a few days ago. And um, we're talking in this article about the balancing of the documenting of business processes with improving workflow and your overall business, if I'm if I'm recall correctly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so this is a real problem, Penelope, because on the one hand, the cost of documenting business processes is it's laborious, it's time intensive. Um, sometimes people don't really have the the skills or the people to do all that documentation. But on the other hand, the reality is is that if you don't do it, it's really hard to build a business that has any value at the end of the day. You have to find the balance between documenting business processes and the benefits that come from it, and uh, which you know which builds the value of the business, and then getting things done. Uh, on the other hand, it's uh, it's a real challenge. I find a lot of small business owners struggle with being able to put uh, document their business processes but if you think about it business is a series of integrated systems and processes that when documented really well allow other people to run the business in the absence of it you know it being run all by the business owner who has to make every decision so you really night it you really need to have those processes, and uh, they they control the business. So crucial, real crucial. And that, yeah, yeah, and that probably answers one way that you're helping business owners. How are you helping business owners conquer the the chaos that's going on in today's business environment? The answer is is by 
by showing up and by having these conversations with them and by demonstrating mm-hmm. that they can get more done with less effort, but they're going to have to work harder at first to do all this documentation and that the results will be that they're building an asset that's separate and apart from themselves. Um, I think when we have that conversation and, and convince them that that's the way to go, that's when we usually win over their hearts and they recognize that this, that systems is the cure. And so by putting good systems and processes into place, they are now building a business that has value. Are the owners doing this themselves? I you know, mean, in terms of when it comes to actually putting the processes together, that's a pretty laborious process. It is. It, it, unto itself, are they doing it themselves, or do, can they, like, freelance out some of this stuff? You know, I see a mix. I, I don't see too many people that um, specialize in this area. It's really hard to outsource the operations of your business. And I, we're not talking outsourcing, but we're even just talking getting a consultant to come in and explain yeah or document how things are done around here. Um, I I do have a a consultant that I do recommend for these types of assignments, but I find most of my clients prefer to do it themselves, and they try to to get this done um, through their people, and they try and show them, here's a template for defining a process, and we want you to be involved in in documenting it and then they become more of the reviewer of it it's a tough there's no question about it it's time and labor intensive to me the analogy is like taking care of your teeth if you don't take care of your teeth with flossing and brushing and regular exams your your teeth are basically going to rot and you're going to have dental problems you know if you want a good business build these you know build the practice of putting these processes into place if you want good teeth, you know, practice, you know, regular dental hygiene. Sure. Which reminds me, I need to make make an appointment to go to my dentist. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, along that line, then, what are the major influencers for a business to be successful? You've dealt with thousands of businesses and hundreds of industries. Are there certain key characteristics that you see that almost immediately denote failure within a business and the flip of it, success within businesses? Being the, a coach and uh, relying upon uh, cognitive behavioral uh, therapy as kind of the tool that we use to, to coach people and push them, is it starts with, uh, with their thinking. Some might call it their mindset, their outlook, their point of view. I mean, do they have an entrepreneurial outlook? or point of view, or do they see themselves as a glorified uh, technician doing the work of, uh, of a business owner? And so they talk in common circles around the success and failures of businesses, and they talk about poor management, lack of capitalization, and a lot of times they just say, you know, it's, it's, it's poor, poor planning, poor, poor management, lack of capitalization. And I have definitely failed in business due to lack of capitalization. But I will always say that management or, you know, the the strategic thinking 
trumps all of this stuff. So if you have the, the outlook, the mindset of being entrepreneurial, then you do everything you can to mitigate your risk and r- reduce the downside uh, risk. So business owners that are thinking one, two, three steps ahead, these are the ones that are typically more successful and stay in business. And those that don't know what they're getting themselves into get blindsided and usually get burned. They lose money, the home equity line of credit or credit card or family loan that they didn't really get help with, you know, they, um, they burned it and sometimes it, they blew it. But, you know, on the other hand, people who will take their last dollars and put something into, um, into their business, they find themselves they have no other choice but to make it work. It's too late to get a job. It starts something else. They've got to figure out a way to make it work. And those people whose backs are up against the wall, it's incredible how resourceful and how quickly they can get the right type of mindset or point of view when that's the case. Desire, Penelope, trumps it all, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. You've got a quote on your website by Henry Ford I love. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. I think mindset is is crucial. You also use the DISC personal profiling, personality profiling. I do. I use, I I love that program. I used it, I was exposed to it too. I had a real estate coach. The guy was phenomenal, number two in the world actually in productivity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's when I was exposed to the DISC profile. I found it very easy to understand and uh, easy to use. How are business owners using this, or how are you showing business owners to use this in their own business? Yeah, well, so I have, uh, I talked about the team building case earlier um, with Mm -hmm. the client and the five managers. So every one of those people has done a disc. We have spent some time, um, or I should say, I spent some time with some of the managers who have a little bit more trouble um, understanding the other people on their team, understanding how should I communicate with that person? What are the keys to, to motivating and, and managing them? And uh, how do they like to be spoken to? And so he and I are working together so that he can understand uh, these disc profiles uh, of these people a little bit better. His background and training, engineering, military background, he doesn't have some of the soft skills in understanding how to communicate to people effectively. So I have used DISC in workshop environments where um, we get people to know each other's personality type and start to play some games around that personality label, if you will, and then use that to engage people in understanding how do you communicate, motivate, manage other people, and how do you like to be communicated with, motivated, and managed. And so I, I find it really a very uh, powerful tool because people are shocked that within, you know, 10 minutes uh, of filling out a questionnaire that uh, you could actually have some real insight into uh, how someone is hardwired. Yeah, I very much enjoyed it, too. I think it's extremely important and uh, very worthwhile. And it was the easiest personality profiling that I had ever 
learned and yes. tried to use and interpret. Uh, one last question. You have your sure. book that is is out, and mm-hmm. it's called The Cells Accelerator, Striking right. and Effective Strategies for Today's Marketing. Can you share with us a couple of strategies that you have in the book that's proven to be successful for business owners that maybe you haven't shared with us thus far? Sure. So, you know, one of the strategies in the book that I talk about is uh, is writing letters. And, um, you know, with email marketing proliferating these days, the, the art of writing a really good letter is a bit dropped and uh, and forgotten about. And, you know, because it seems expensive with the cost of postage relative to uh, sending an email out. But the truth is, is that most of us hit the delete button before we read a lot of these emails. And letters have an ability to stick around. So in our book, we have the top five sales letters of all time that come from the biggest companies. And they show you some of the, uh, the hooks that they use to make these letters really powerful. So we've got a letter from American Express we call the Quite Frankly Letter, and we have one Mm -hmm. from Newsweek about how they used it to build their membership subscription uh, base, Um, one from the Wall Street Journal uh, doing the same type of thing, and then one from Xerox uh, for their preferred account status letter. And so I have found direct mail marketing to be incredibly powerful in my own business. And one letter campaign that we used, I spent less than $400 sending out 400 letters. Those letters generated two clients that generated well over $50,000, $60,000 in fees at this point, and probably still counting because one of my clients came from one of those letters. And to look at the return on investment of it, it was obviously you know, computer-generated letter, but uh, we hand-stamped and hand-printed the envelopes, and that was, uh, you know, had a nice little touch. So I have found letters work really well. Now, I've had letters that have gone out that have not worked um, so well. So it's all in the execution and uh, and also the ability to warm up, obviously, a uh, a list. But another chapter in the book, that we incorporated into our letter writing strategy was how to use testimonials and profit from social proof. Mm -hmm. And what we did was we used, I mean, I filled my letter up with testimonials from people with inside their industry um, who had had real success with our program. And so in this book, we actually talk about uh, 11 ways to get great testimonials and uh, and then even I think how I think we include a sample testimonial letter and a format for collecting testimonials uh, from your clients. The, a lot of what's in this book is about sales and copywriting and uh, you know and then defining your target market. I mean, some real good stuff in in this book that's real practical. Excellent so. sales accelerator. Strikingly simple and effective strategies for today's marketing. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Jonathan Goldhill, thank you Thank you so much. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate your feedback you gave. Thank you so you're, much. You're, you're welcome. It's been my pleasure to be on your show. And uh, welcome any of your listeners to contact me with any questions or, you know, if they'd like to know more about what we offer, 
Uh, we, we typically offer a complimentary coaching session to, uh, to qualified uh, pr- prospective clients, and we invite them to try our marketing and Internet academies for the mere cost of a dollar for 30 days, and, and it gives them a real good sense as to whether this is something that's going to be able to be, help them to grow their business. And so, you know, we're really here to help people, and track record is, is, is long at it, and I think our number of success stories are, are great. So we hope to be able to continue providing solutions to small business owners for many years to come. And so for our audience, if they do want to connect with you further, the best place for them to go, Jonathan, would that be your site, the Gold Hill Group? It would be. It would be. My telephone's there, uh, all sorts of uh, um, information about our businesses there, and our blog, which is we post to five days a week. We've got a ton of articles that they can research and learn from. And uh, of course, they can download our free ebook, The Six Silver Bullets to Growing Any Business's Profits Fast. Get on our weekly um, or bi weekly newsletter, and uh, just a wealth of resources. And they can, you know, if it makes sense, then they can reach out and, and contact us from there. Excellent. And for the audience's convenience, Jonathan's guest bio, along with his links, again, to connect personally with him or to purchase his book, they are also available and will be archived here on fmgradio.com and also on my official site at penelopecoxshow.com. Thank you again, Jonathan Goldhill. My pleasure. The Penelope Cox Show airs every Thursday evening, 8 p.m., 7 central, on fmgradio.com. I'm Penelope Cox. Thanks a lot for joining us this week. Remember, invest in your education, learn from the best. You've been listening to the Penelope Cox Show, The Educator Connector. All Showtime's guest files and interviews are archived on Penelope's official site at penelopecoxshow.com.